All right, now back with me is my long-lost cousin, John Mascari. Let me remind you about John's background. He attended Ryder University in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, back in the mid to late 90s and graduated with his bachelor's degree in political science and government. From 2000 to 2012, John worked at some of the best golf courses in and around New Jersey and New York, including Glen Ridge Country Club, Manhattan Woods Golf Club, the Colts Neck Golf Club, Hamilton Farm Golf Club, Canoe Brook and Country Club, and Preakness Hills Country Club. He's now the head golf professional at Alpine Country Club up in Alpine, New Jersey. John is also a member of Callaway's master staff. He's been named a top 50 master teacher by U.S. Kids Golf, and uh, I'm very honored that he was very patient, and he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. What's up, cuz? I am a mental disaster after listening to that. I am so weak. <laughs> mentally i'm like in the corner <laughs> sucking my thumb right now <laughs> how are you cuz i'm doing good my friend um how are you holding up up there in new jersey goodness knows you guys have been oh, some man. of the hardest hit areas with covid 19 yeah you we're guys doing um, okay we're doing okay yeah we're doing okay um obviously as you know we're kind of at the epicenter of things here in, in the new york new jersey area Alpine is in Bergen County, which was one of the hardest hit areas by this virus, but we're doing okay. The golf course opened up on the 2nd of May and we've been packed every day since, um, you know, we've had some interesting hurdles to get over with twosomes only and spread out 16 minutes, but everyone's been happy that we're at least playing golf and actually uh, today started the ability to go to foursomes. So people are smiling for good reasons, but they're still being safe and, uh, it's it's a slow road to recovery, but at least it's we're going in the right direction. So, John, I, I got to tell you, kudos to you, my friend. One of my favorite things that I've seen out on Twitter in a long time was your video live from John's backyard. <laughs> and let me say, heck of a singing voice there, because you're fantastic. Yeah. I love the pipes. <laughs> and, and kudos hey, to man, your yeah. son, Joe, on the drums, too. You got a, you got the... Little uh, Mascari yeah. family band that could be happening. That's it. Like we're the Italian Partridge family over here in New Jersey. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to do. You know, I was looking for a way to engage the members at Alpine, you know, teach a quick little lesson, but really just to get them to smile, tell them how much my staff and myself miss being at the club and, and to turn their minds to golf and, and away from some of the other stuff in their life. So it was really well received. We did a few episodes. We opened up so quickly that they were really kind of out of context. So they'll, they'll be in the archives for the Blu-ray release. <laughs> so if you did a couple, I only saw the one on Twitter. Where where can I, I got to get the other two, right? I mean, this I'll is a series I got to have. I'll send them to you. Yes. If you promise not to uh, distribute them, I'll send them to you. But we did a, we did a punning one where it was like a newscast show. And, and then we had some other fun with, uh, with the sand hitting out of a bunker. So uh, I'll send those over to you. But, you know, again, it's just an opportunity. I don't mind getting in front of the camera. So it was fun for us. And it took our minds off. And actually, you know, to your point, we did it as a family. My daughter, my son, my wife was the uh, the camera person. So it was really an idea for all of us to get together and do something enjoyable. So you got to share the lesson with us because it was a, a tip on how to hit a high lofted pitch shot. So take us through that, you know, including you know, ball position and all that sort of thing. Cause it's a great tip. Sure. Sure. So what, you know, what I always look, if you want to hit it high, want to get that ball position a little further up towards our front foot. So 
I see so many members playing it. Anytime they're around the green, that ball goes way in the back of the stance. And if they want to hit it, try to hit it high, they try to get back and get underneath it. I want them to have the ball up in their stance so they can let that club face swing through. And probably the second part, which I think is the most important, is really utilizing that bounce of the club, that back edge, not so much the leading edge. Don't let it dig into the ground. We want it to kind of skip like a, um, off a skip plate. We want to let that bounce work and maintain that loft of the club through the shot. You know, I was taught at a young age, if you had a dime on the face of the club after you hit it, you almost want to feel like that dime just stays on that face and doesn't turn over or, and release. And I think if you follow those, just those three little changes, you'll see that you can hit a nice high, soft uh, shot that'll land softly and you can get real aggressive with it. And John, as I was looking at some of your other videos, um, one of the things you talk about as a key to hitting good chip shots is decide if you want to hit it high or low. You know, so in that situation, I want to get your thoughts. If there's not a bunker or a hazard in between us and the hole, what is some of the decision-making process that we need to really be kind of thinking through? Do I hit this shot high or do I keep it low on the ground and let it release and run? Yeah, I think the first point you make is, is the most important one. If, there, if there's something that we don't really have to hit over, our options are, are a lot more. So what I look for as I'm playing is just looking at the green complex in general. Is my shot uphill or downhill? Uh, also, you know, where the whole location is. How much green do I have to work with? Again, real important to my shot selection. Most of the time, I want to get that ball rolling like a putt as quick as I can. If I have nothing to hit over or if I don't need to stop it quickly, I'm going to pick out a spot where I want to land the ball and then just let it start to trace like a putt. And my club selection will be essentially where I want to land it and then how much roll it will have. So for me, when I, I use like my 52 degree or my gap wedge as a nice um, middle ground. So for every part I hit that in the air, it usually rolls out the same part. So the ratio of air time to roll time is about a one-to-one -one ratio. So if my, my middle ground where I want to land that ball is in a good spot, I'll go right to the gap wedge and hit that shot there. If I need to let it roll a little more, then I start going up into a pitching wedge or a nine iron. But really the shot itself is the same. All I'm doing is changing the tool that I'm using, which then affects where I'm going to land the ball. And then from there, it's just it's pretty much execution. John, you taught me something because when I was looking at, at your videos, one of the things that I have typically kept constant is my grip. No matter where I am on the course, no matter what a shot I'm hitting, my mm -hmm. grip is pretty much consistently the same. But you actually talk about weakening your grip, your um, your WWF sort of setup, right? Talk, yeah, talk yeah, about how to how do you how do you change? You know, like when do I change my grip and why would I change it? I like a great point, but I love to have my my top hand be a little weaker when I'm hitting, a, especially a softer shot. It doesn't really allow me. Again, going back to what I said before, letting that club turn over. I see so many amateurs that club will release, that toe will turn over, turn over, and then it digs. We don't want to have that digging. We want it to kind of just skip off the ground. So I feel like the back of my hand is going the same direction as the face is going or as the ball wants to go. So if I could swing through and almost just let the back of my hand continue on towards my target, I'm pretty accurate that way. So I would certainly think anyone who's out there is, is struggling with missing maybe left and right or, or low and left, weaken that top hand a little bit. Let the back of the wrist or the back of your hand just kind of follow through to the target a little bit longer than normal, and you'll see a totally different shot come out. 
So now that I mentioned WWF, you got to explain what that is. <laughs> you must have saw my Ric Flair video, I guess. I did. So, so yeah, it goes to it goes to wrist. It goes to the, the way we're swinging the club, and then that that um, the the F is just the the, the way we're, we're bottoming out. We're kind of letting it skip, letting it flop off the ground and push through. You know, it goes back to that first lesson I was speaking of, where controlling the club face. You know, our hands are like the steering wheel here. You know, we don't want to really get the hands turn over so much. It's very quiet through. If you watch all the great shippers, soft, quiet hands through the hitting area, club do the work for you. Don't try to manipulate. Don't try to open it up and close it down and do all sorts of shots like that. Keep it simple. Pick out your target and hit it there. And you'll see that as you become better with your short game, Chris, the rest of your game is going to, lose stress as well think about you know being in the fairway hitting having to hit an approach shot you have a great short game boy that green looks really big and if you happen to miss it okay i'll get it up and down from here but man if you're struggling with your short game that green looks like a countertop and and it just (laughs) kind of spreads from there john want to get your thoughts you talk about your course opening back up and uh, we got we had some live golf for the first time in what feels like forever on Sunday with the Skins game. What'd you think about what you saw? I thought it was just awesome. And, you know, people were, there were some people on Twitter who were, you know, giving it some, giving it a hard time, the commentary. You know. Do you realize we haven't had live sports in so long? I think you and I would have great ratings going out and playing golf. It's just, <laughs> it's the fact that you can go out there and just watch these guys in their element, great athletes hitting fun shots, having a great time, I might add, um, raising money for an unbelievable cause, but just real sports, real golf in its element, in their element at, at an unbelievable golf course. <laughs> I mean, those of us in the golf business know how great Seminole is. Wow. I, I've heard from people that aren't in the golf business, we don't even watch golf, like, wow, that place is pretty cool. So we kind of pull the curtain back on Seminole, and I think also pull the curtain back on, on how these athletes, how good they are, and also just a little bit about their personality, which was great. So I, I thought it was awesome. I'm looking forward to the next one at Medalist coming up with uh, with Tiger and Peyton and Phil and Tom. I think that'll be great, too. I think uh, those guys might be a little more charismatic, I think, than the four we saw this weekend. But still, here's an opportunity for golf to be center stage. And anytime we can get people looking at the game and and watching golf, it's a positive for us. What do you think about the shorts? When when, when can we get the PGA Tour wearing shorts? <laughs> I listen. I, I'm old fashioned. I'm always in pants. I also have horrible looking legs, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it. I thought you know what these guys are playing in shorts. They're y- younger than I am. But you know what? Let's let's be a little more laid back. Let these guys have fun. And then again, it appeals to more of the masses. I'm not gonna turn off golf or, or anything because your guys are wearing shorts instead of pants. Have a good time. So what are your expectations for the rest of uh the PGA tour and LPGA tour seasons? What do you expect to see? How do you expect it to go? Man, I think it's you know, we, we saw that the LPGA pushed back another week. Yeah. Smartly, I believe. I think they're being very cautious, which is a good way to error, if you ask me. But I honestly, from a viewing perspective, I think it's going to be a home run. Again, golf could be the only thing out there right now. We're hearing that the NBA and the NHL seasons might not continue. 
Major League Baseball might be going to a half season. Boy, if we can get golf under the microscope, everyone watching, great for the game. You know, it's going to be a little weird seeing no fans, you know, the roars of the crowd, the, the waving after making a putt. But it's golf. It's 18 holes. It's, it's the best athletes in, uh, in the sport playing and competing. And, again, only positive, I feel. So the fact that they're doing it in a safe manner and a responsible manner is great. But um, just get out there and, and play golf, and it'll be really fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. I can't keep watching John, go. old movies anymore. <laughs> I'm here. It's, it's, just a couple more before I let you go, cousin. I, I want to get yeah. uh, a quick thought on the the new technology for this year, right? I mean, by now, typically we've all seen all the all the great new stuff that's come that uh, has come out uh, from the PGA merchandise show and all that sort of thing. But for so many of us, you know, we haven't had an opportunity to play golf at all at this point. So. Is there any new technology that you've uh, that you've seen come out this year that you're excited about that maybe folks need to go get before they start playing? Yeah, so it's it's weird that we haven't had any sort of demo days or any sort of really time in the Northeast to play golf. So um, I'm going to say the Maverick Driver is fantastic. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, it's really great. You know, the Epic Flash was a fantastic driver, but the fact that they made it even better is mind blowing. I'll tell you what I feel is really, really cool. And that's the Odyssey putter with the triple track lines on the top. So I started playing with the triple track. So if you know that is that's the, the, um, the red and the two blue lines on the golf ball that uh, Callaway makes. They did it on their Chrome softballs. They started out on the ERC ball. So they've got these three lines. The middle line is thicker than the other two blue lines. Those lines are now on the top of the putter. So when you line up your ball, so you mark your ball and you're lining it up, now you've got this putter right behind it. It's like one complete – it looks like an aircraft carrier. Like these line, It just sets up real well. And the fact that you can get up in front of a putt and you know that you're aimed right, all you have to worry about now is how hard to hit the ball. So you've taken one part of the equation and, and put a check mark next to it. Now it's just about how hard you have to hit it. And you, it's, it's amazing. I really – it's like cheating. I hate to say it, but it's really a good job. Visually, it's, it's fantastic. So if you, if, if you have a chance, uh, go try one. Grab a sleeve of golf balls. Take it out to your, your putting green at your club or at your home course. And compare with what you have down in the bag. I, I guarantee you, you're gonna, if you're not making more putts, you're going to be a lot closer. So, and we all know, man, if we can make more putts. John, before <laughs> I let you go. Let our listeners know, remind them about Alpine Country Club, where you're at now, and then also about uh, the, the radio show that you do with Anita Marks. Yeah, sure. So thank you, Chris. Alpine, as I mentioned before, is in the northeast corner of New Jersey. It's in Bergen County. We're a stone's throw from the George Washington Bridge. It's a fantastic old filling house design uh, built in the late 1920s, 1928. Uh, fantastic golf course. Always in pristine conditions the greens are running at a 13 today so that gives you a little bit of a uh, wow an idea of what they're like and uh they're not flat let's put it that way so i you become a really good putter at alpine let me tell you that but um <laughs> fantastic membership uh they're all excited to be playing golf right now and we're ready to go we're gonna start doing some skins games just get back into the a sense of normalcy at the club uh going back to that also is 
uh, now entering our third season on ESPN in New York, myself and Anita Marks do a show called On the Team, uh, Saturday mornings. So uh, we'll be doing it from our home the last few weeks, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to get back into the studio soon. But looking forward to that. And John, let our listeners know how they can follow you uh, on social media. Yeah, my my, uh, my Twitter handle is John Mascari, DGA. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well. I'm the same name. So hit me up. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'm ha- happy to give you some tips if I can. Uh, I won't share all my videos, that's for sure, because I don't want to be uh, the laughing stock of Twitter. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's great to it's great to meet a lot of people, and it's certainly uh, opened up a lot of doors. So I encourage you, if, if you want to, catch up and introduce yourself. I'd love to meet, uh, meet you also. Thank you for giving me that opportunity, Chris. Absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much for being patient tonight and coming on and, uh, and sharing more of your stories and your insights. You're fantastic. I hope we get the opportunity to get, get you back on the show again soon. Patience. I've got nothing going on. I'm really, I ate like half a sleeve of Oreos listening to Dr. Joe. And, uh, <laughs> like I <laughs> The good thing is, I'm listening to you and how you having these issues on the golf course. Maybe we really are related because I have the same issues. It's unbelievable. <laughs> no doubt, it runs in the oh DNA, my, my friend. So it runs maybe we DNA, can help each other. Right. All right, man. Thank you, Chris. Uh, you're the best. Uh, be well, everybody. Stay safe, John. Take care, my friend. You too. Thanks. That's the great John Mascari, and and again, John Mascari PGA on uh, on social media. He's He's a hoot and he's, uh, you know, he's got great stuff. And that, that video is, uh, is priceless. I, I, I ask you to go out there and check out, uh, check out the video. It's, uh, from April 4th. You'll find it on his Twitter feed. It's absolutely fantastic. And if I can get the others, uh, I will be posting those as well. He's a, he's a great guy and a great teacher. He also does a, a lot of great work with kids. He's a, a top U.S. kids instructor as well. So, Look him up if you need help with your game. If you've got your kids starting out in the game, he's, a, he's one of the very best. All right, folks, time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Teeth. My uh, sincere thanks go out again to Owen Brown, Debbie O'Connell, Dr. Joe Parent, and my cousin John Mascari uh, for joining me tonight. Please check out our website, nextonthetea.net, to keep up to date with what our guest schedule looks like. You can stream us on all kinds of podcasting sites. We're all over the net. Podcast.co, those folks have been fantastic to us, as have the folks over on Podbean. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, AudioBoomPlayer.fm. Like I say, if you've got a a favorite podcasting site, you're going to probably find us on it. Folks, thank you again for choosing to listen to this show tonight. We really appreciate the fact that you continue to make us a part of your golfing content. Until next week. Hit him straight, my friends.